It's another trombonus episode. It's just Rob, Engineer Joey, and a pocket full of dreams as we head across the pond to find out what Scott did after Two-Tone. It's a UK Scott primer on Checkered Past, the Scottcast. What up, Checkerheads? Welcome to Checkered Pass, the Scottcast with Selin and Rob, the show where a uh, scanatomy of an all fall down and a uh, ska killers, Toasters USA of a flower moon, ska, moon ska, explore the history and impact of a different band each episode, hope to bring in new fans along the way. I'm Rob, and this is my co-host with the most toast, Engineer Joey. Hola. Allo. Did you get that? Hello. Allo. Allo. In it. In it. Um, Govna. Govna. Remember that uh, regular show with the uh, <laughs> with the show regular show? Yeah, there there was an episode where they were watching a scary movie called Hello Govna, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that is, so, Hello Govna. Hello Govna. Yeah, I do. Remember anyway, that that's now. a good one. That's funny. Regular show was very good. Oh, so good. What a great, great show. Um, what was the first part of that? The second uh, one, the mishmash, I caught most of it. Uh, Scanatomy of an All Fall Down because of Anatomy of a Fall is an Oscar-nominated picture. And the other one was Killers of a Flower Moon, and I butchered it. And it's uh, that's an also an Oscar-nominated picture. Because ah, okay. the timing of this will come out roughly around Oscar season. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is that happening next week? Yeah, or like or early March week, or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming up, and people are talking about movies now people be talking about movies yeah. people be talking about movies and we've yeah. spent 10 minutes talking about movies in our preamble not really uh, Oscar movies I don't no think. not yet um, not yet no. uh speaking of oscar movies though you are a oscar movie watcher i you usually am but usually these do that last couple of years i've kind of slowed down on doing that because i just haven't not had all a, of them but you you've you make an effort most of or, uh, make an effort the big ones i try right? to get the best pictures in yeah 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 i do not yeah i i could not care less about the Oscars, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's just a thing. I don't know. There's no real reason. I don't think that the Oscars are that prestigious and the Oscar ceremonies are fucking bad. And they've been yeah. bad for the last, like, at least five or six years. They've been terrible. Yeah. Um, but I know I've, like, going out of my way to watch the movies that are nominated, I've seen some of my favorite movies, like Whiplash. I watched Whiplash because it was Oscar nominated. And it's I mean, awesome. there is, like, as much as... Those big award shows are total bullshit. It's just like the industry patting itself on the back and like yeah. handing out awards to itself. Um, I mean, there are reasons these movies become super popular, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a reason pop music is popular, and it's because it appeals to a lot of people. Oddly enough, this is like not popular because none of these movies ever make any money. These That's are all true. like the movies that make no money that are released. Somebody in thought they were good and, enough to except put for them Barbie in the Oscars, and. That's true. Uh, and Oppenheimer. Those Oppenheimer. Made, made so much fucking bad money. It's just like ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think Anatomy of a Fall made a whole lot of money. No. <laughs> to the point where you even didn't know it existed. <laughs> I also, I don't pay attention to That's it. That's fair. It's also what you're not paying attention yeah, to. It's just, it's I, not in the zeitgeist. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? No, we only know about Killers of a Flower Moon because it's like fucking five and a half hours long or some stupid. And it's Scorsese. And it's Scorsese. Right? right. And then and I'm always like, another Goodfellas? And he's like, nope, here's this movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're old and don't make movies I like anymore. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Tarantino's the same way. Yeah. I'll watch a Tarantino movie. Yeah, that comes I always out. watch them. I'll watch it and I'll be like, this is just not as good as Reservoir Dogs. Like, you keep making <laughs> movies much. that are not as good as Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Like, even Jackie Brown, man. Like, come on. Yeah. I'll take a Jackie Brown. Like, like I like a Kill Bill volume two, but is it Reservoir Dogs? No. No. Mr. Pink not. is nowhere to be found in, in Kill Bill. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to watch it. You know, I do not really care for reboots and continuations way after the fact or whatever but an older mr pink movie <laughs> with buscemi just another just another story but something that was like lighter and faster something that like the entire story only took the length of the movie type of story or something mm -hmm. like that you know like a really 
fast. Maybe, maybe but, make it like El Camino or like, like just got to bring him back for one more. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Like that would be, he'd be a great character. Every, who who doesn't love Mr. Pink? Everyone loves Mr. Pink. What a fantastic yeah. character. Yeah. Uh, I watched we, that movie when I was 11 years old. I was about that old too. I, <laughs> I think. got it Maybe in my 13. stocking from my older stepbrother. Oh, amazing. What a great, what a great gift. Yeah. Me and my, my son asked me what my favorite movie of all time was. And I was like, I don't know what my favorite movie is, but I have vivid memories of watching A Clockwork Orange and Snatch when I was uh, <laughs> in junior high school. Yep. And they've informed my entire life. Totally. Like if, sure. if Snatch is on, I will watch it and I'll quote everything. The most mundane parts of that movie are the most quotable to me. It's I fucking love that movie. One of the greats. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Did should it we pick win it off? Snatch, yeah. One guy Richie, a bunch of Oscars. <laughs> Best adapted screenplay or some bullshit. Yeah. No, I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Pick it up? Uh yeah, yeah. let's let, let's pick it up. Pick it up. And we are fueled by sea change. Oh, yeah. Ooh, in tandem. I'm not pouring mine into a glass. I'm just drinking it out of a can. We're drinking an Irish red ale, a mm. solid mm. beer, if, in my opinion. With a cool snake on it. I do love the, I do like the artwork, the tattoo art. It's cool. Cool snake, yeah. Cool big, shit. Big fan of their whole deal. Uh, honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. I really wish there were more people like closer to Edmonton just so they could drink more of the sea change that we get to enjoy. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're all, all we're hoping for is that the, uh, the, the Edmonton folks that listen, the handful do it. Drink, drink the sea change. Drink the sea change. Drink sea change. Crush beers, not dreams, right? That's right. That's hey, thing. nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> Promote it. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, you wanted to go on a rant about AI. That was what you wanted. Well, to not say. a rant. It's just like you said, rant. That was yeah, your exact words. Yeah, but I like I didn't really mean. But I just <laughs> why is everything pushing AI on me now? You know what I mean? Like I, it's really at the point where just about every entity that has my email address is trying to is opting me in on AI that I don't want to be a part of mm. automatically. And I have to now go and opt out of this stuff because I'm not fucking interested. I just am. It's really grinding my gears, bud. Let's <laughs> grind your gears, bud. Yeah. Are you finding this too? Um, I mean, I, I know that stuff is sneaking into things that I w- couldn't possibly notice. Like it's, Video games are using it to do like background art or not, like, but like, um, like background character art, right? Like the right. auto generating like character models and stuff like that. Right. Not, not like assets, but like they're using it as a, um, sort of a cheap tool to kind of like get some of the kind of more mundane stuff in there. Right. Um, and I know it's going to happen with movies and mm-hmm. like CG stuff. They're going to be, Using AI more. It's like yeah, well, in there's the this, background. The, the one but, that just dropped this week is the thing that has whatever you put in a text prompt and it spits out like a minute long video. Have you seen this? No. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And the video is like pretty believable if you don't have good, a good eye for catching that type of mm. stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's it's pretty fucked up. There's an AI anime that is is out or came or is coming out or something, and that's causing a bunch of problems because famously anime animators are like some of the most overworked people on the planet. Yeah, totally. Uh, which makes sense because most animes that you're a fan of out there, if you're a fan of anime, they don't run on seasons; they run year round. Mm-hmm. Like Pokemon has never had a week off. Yeah, never. it just keeps going. It has never had a week off. Yeah. And so, like, and that's because Japan and Germany, they both have this, like, absolutely ludicrous work ethic, um, which is just kind of built into their culture. Like, good for them for having such strong, but it comes at the cost of a lot of workers' rights. And, yeah, like, the same thing with manga. Manga's turn and burn on a weekly schedule. One Piece has been out since 97, hasn't missed a week. Well, that's except for wild. Yeah. Dude's been pumping them out. For great, like so, that's just how that industry works. Where it's like American comics, it's a it's an issue once a month usually, and yeah. they only are on for the writers or artists are usually on for a couple of years maybe, and then they move on to other projects. They 
recycle them through, right? Right. Whereas there was never, like, no one could ever do One Piece. Oda will do be the only guy who can do One Piece. He owns right. his copyright. Right, right. So everybody else has to basically suck it. And, like, somebody can't come along and be like, yeah, I'd like to continue the, that story. If Oda says no, then it's not happening. So that's kind of yeah, totally different. Di- di- totally different concept. Different kind of yeah. ownership over the art in general. And it's not yeah. collaborative at all. No. No, it's single writer, single author usually. Sometimes there's two. Yeah. And there's assistants that do background art. Whereas like an American comic book might have a writer or two and then, a, you know, one or two artists and then an yeah, anchor. The, the guy from Chasing color Amy. Color guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> He's Tracer. Yeah, it's just Tracer. <laughs> uh, anyway, point is, AI seems to be kind of like slowly kind of penetrating these industries as well mm-hmm. um in places where workers are already have poor rights and i'm not saying like i don't think because you do a job you have a right to do it like that like <laughs> yeah. in, in a like people just think like well because i do this job i should have a right to do it until i die it's like no if your job is obsolete or it's poor for the environment or there's any a number yeah. of reasons where, where you you have to move on with your life and do something different. Exactly. Totally. But I also think that no one person is so unskilled that they cannot do another job with the same set of skills that they have. No. Um, and I think that sometimes people confuse the two things. Like if you're a welder, you can apply that skill to other things than just welding one thing. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Um, but I think that there's a balance. Yeah, no, it, no AI is going to weld, but I mean, no, you know. but I mean, the other thing too that I think with the, I don't know, yeah, like I guess I understand, I understand that it's unstoppable at this point because industry is going to use it because it generates more profit, right? Like, I, I understand that, so I, I, right. I capitalism, get it. late stage capitalism, capitalism specifically, late, <laughs> specifically that I totally yeah. understand it because I've been watching it happen and I live it every single day. Um, it seems like if they could if we could strike a balance between using ai as a tool versus not overusing it like like there seems to be a line you know what i mean like like there's an inevitability where we're going to use it to make jobs more efficient or whatever and that type of stuff like i get like i i i work at a job where the way that I do it is like a next level technology wise from the way they used to do it back in the day mm-hmm. and using AI to refine what I do makes sense. Like if I was a huge company and I had billions of dollars invested in machining already, of course that's what I would be putting my money into. That's a no brainer. It makes sense. Right. But like at some point that it's like improving a job or using it as a tool to improve something and then it flips over to taking the place of what a human could be doing better every time anyways. Right. And in, until, I don't know, industry finds that line, I guess, it's going to be really hard to kind of pick and choose what you agree with. I think, that, I think the you bigger know? problem, I think, with AI is that it'll be involved in places where I'm not consenting for it to be involved. Yeah, I'm not into that. Right? Like where it's just like I don't want this to be a part of my life, but it has to be. Yeah, you know, and I think, and I, I guess that's part of, I guess, progress or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but, uh, it just sucks that there's going to be things where I'm just like, right, man, I really wish AI wasn't involved in this, but it, it is. So totally you know, it sucks. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to talk about ska punk? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Today is the UK ska primer. Joey, tell me a little bit about what you, uh, what your UK ska listening. Has brought you to what? What have this, you listened to? The this era is specific, correct? Kind of where we yeah, were so, talking about here. So this era that we're going to talk about today is post two tone. Okay. So anything from let's call it ninety eight. You know, we'll have one song from nineteen ninety ninety eight to the modern day. Okay, so in that case, uh, not knowing what any of the songs we have lined up are. I'm going to say the only stuff that I'll probably will have heard is stuff that would have come over to me via compilations and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I can't, off the top of my head, think of any UK bands that I was like listening to actively at this time. Not that I didn't dig it. I just, it just wasn't what I was listening to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm 
this is going to be a roller coaster for me. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are a bunch of songs where I'm like, oh, I recognize that or it sounds really similar to this or that. Uh, but yeah, this is kind of going in blind for me for sure. I, uh, in college, when I was getting really into like Euro ska and Pachanka and J- Japanese ska, inevitably I also was getting really into UK ska too. Uh, so yeah, so I was really into UK ska. I was getting into stuff because of Moon Ska Records Europe. Yeah. Uh, and then I, weirdly enough, there was some rando on Soul Seek when I was in college that was like sending me stuff to listen to. I don't even remember. I just, I have a very vivid memory and they were really into ska core. So it was like the heaviest stuff would always get sent to what me. What a weird time to be on the internet. I know. The just internet some is, random just person, some random was, person like, hey, was DMing me. this guy likes this stuff. Here yeah. you go. Because like, yeah, SoulSeek's still around, by the way. So shout out to SoulSeek. Still the best peer-to-peer <laughs> downloading software out there. Like, still pure. You're gonna steal some you know music. what? Get on in, so you can do it. In, the, in this hey, era, Seek, send us some money. It's, <laughs> they don't have money. <laughs> the, you know, in, in the era where everything needs, like, you know, any torrent website has, you know, a lot of sketch. Soul Seek is still pure, man. There's something pure about Soul Seek. <laughs> they you wouldn't know, the dare. Right, the right they people would use not it. dare put a virus on Soul Seek. The right people are using it. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, so today, what we're going to do is in the vein of our Pachanka primer and our Canadian ska primer, we're going to do a bit of a history lesson with UK ska from the years 1998 to the modern day. Uh, as you've heard from our previous episodes with Common Sense Kid Craig, he said UK ska is the best ska. Uh, and so we're going to use this as a way to offer a springboard into other UK bands. So if you like what you hear, uh, there's lots and stuff out there. So, you know, just go down the rabbit hole. But I'm hoping to kind of give a, an overview of what's available out there. Uh, so no two-tone. We're not going to do Sonic Boom 6, Popes of Chili Town, or Cap Down, because we've done episodes done on them. Done them. And there's one particular band that we're not going to do uh, because of how problematic the singer is. And I'll talk about that during the break uh, for patrons, and I won't talk about it on the pod because it's a bummer. Uh, so if you notice that your favorite band was missing and not talked about, it's probably the one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, we'll talk about that later. So let's start from... 1990 with a band uh, called Citizen Fish, which is the band Subhumans, but Ska. It's the exact same band. Really? It's one of those. I did not know. I've definitely heard a Citizen Fish song or two, though, for sure. Citizen Fish, there, Citizen Fish walked so that Leftover Crack can run. This is where Crack Rock Steady basically started. Totes. Uh, And and they did a split with Leftover Crack later on as well, which is incredible. Deadline, a really solid split. Um, so let's listen to the one and only supermarket song to give us a little bit of a start. (laughs) Wacky right off the bat. This is weird. Since the fish is weird. Yeah. Yeah. How long were they subhumans before they did Citizen Fish? Subhuman started in the 80s, so a few years. And then they started alternating between yeah, yeah. being citizen subhumans and citizen fish. Yeah. Like a real no means no handsome brother situation. Almost exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very punk. I'd listen, Citizen Fish I don't have to prove how punk they are. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're punk as fuck. Yeah, it's very punk. This is Bruce Six. Citizen Fish, great. Um, yeah, they have a huge discography and it's like pretty, uh, it's pretty deep. But basically, this is going to be the reason why I started in 1990 is because I think this set the stage for what was to to come. Because you know, before this was just two tone, and so then this comes around, and now you got some fucking punk as fuck ska. Yeah, I believe picked up from uh, Operation Ivy, right? Craig said it's really angry, and so far, 
It's been pretty angry. It's pretty angry. Yeah, they they don't like supermarkets. Yeah. That song was not pro supermarket. <laughs> the song was really defiantly anti supermarket. Whoa, I feel <laughs> the same way. Fuck you, Loblaws. <laughs> Fuck you, Loblaws. Hey, that's a Canadian reference. Yeah. Uh, but races, they're sorry, billionaires suck. So the, the billionaire does suck. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the next. So this is 1998. Here we are. We're in the prime. This is a band called King Prawn, who we've talked about multiple times on the <laughs> podcast. This is a band that, along with Cap Down and another band we'll talk about in a second, basically set the was like the focal point of the beginning of what would be ska punk in the nineties and two thousands. Uh, and so this is a song. I I would say the album Surrender to the Blender or like the later early aughts. Songs are probably a little bit more for sure ska and probably better albums. But for the sake of argument, let's go to the 90s where they sort of formulated the sound that would be in the future. So this song is called Racist Copper. Again, not pro-copper. So not a fan. Surprising. So the big thing that they brought to the table was dub. Dubby. Like you. Yum yum more dub. It's gonna be a merch remix. Yum yum more dub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is rad. And they basically started as like a hardcore punk band before kind of adding the dub elements in. Cool. Oh, Joey. and then a fast part. It's for you, Joey. We love a fast part. This breakdown is of the time. Yeah. For sure. 98? Yeah. yeah. So they went dub, hardcore, and then just full-on skate punk. Yeah. Yeah. Forgotten started with horns. Yeah, they got horns. Yeah. That was they fun. did it all. King Prawn. Hell yeah. They're the, they're the realist. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're still going, right? Nope. Not, I think they're playing a reunion show oh, or something like right that's, away. That's rad. I, but, I, I think I saw it. I think I saw some one of our friends is playing with them. That's the best news I've ever heard, actually. I'm yeah. very excited about that. Yeah, it's cool. So this is the other big one. So this is the this is the trifecta. King Prawn and Cap Down and Sponge, oh, sponge. With, the, with the brackets. Yes. And this is... The square brackets. The square brackets, lowercase. Uh, this is not as heavy as the other two. These are the <laughs> lighter alternative. Um and while I think Ego, the song Ego, is probably like a bigger hit, this is uh, a song that kind of kickstarted their career. This is a song called Kicking Pigeons from 1999. They don't normally have a horn section. This one's just, just extra like, for yeah, fun. This is like Goldfinger. Yeah, they just yeah. bring in a guest horn section for no reason. To make it extra summery. Yeah. Very laddy. Yeah. Pretty fun though. And also I can like hear where a lot of the influence for later bands yes. comes from, like right off the bat. Like just this song, you know? Also, it's just stupid catchy. Yeah. Like, dumb how catchy it is. Totally. And it makes you want to go kicking, kick some pigeons. No, it doesn't, but I like pigeons. I don't want to hurt them. <laughs> I wouldn't say I like them, but... The, or as Ariane likes to call them, the elusive rock dove. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are. Doves <laughs> are just white pigeons. Uh, I'm not it, a fan of pigeons. 
But I wouldn't kick him. I wouldn't kick him. No. Uh, that's a that's a great song. I love Sponge. Sponge was one of those bands that when I first heard, I was like, "This is my identity now." I love them. <laughs> They're very like very cheeky, very cheeky band. That's they got fun. that little sense of humor. Uh, doesn't always have to be about racist coppers and uh, how shitty supermarkets are. Right. Um, you could just be having fun. You could just With be having laddie buds. So think about those bands. Think about those three. Like again, just re- reiterate: King Prawn with the dubby mm-hmm. got capped down with like the Scott Punk, Scott Core, mm-hmm. and he got Sponge with the laddie fun times. That's your three kind of core elements right. into what ska sort of becomes in the UK. So right. let's go into the next band. This is from 2001. This is a band called Lightyear. I'd say they're more on the fun side, mm-hmm. but this is also an. an insanely catchy song. This song is called Blindside. I'd say sax is such a big part of the UK ska sound. Yeah, definitely. Listen to that sax fucking go, man. Sounds good. So is it like the measurement of time space or is it like buzz? What? Lightyear? Oh, yeah. It's 2001, so it could be either. Wow. We gotta get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Tweet at us about it again, I guess. <laughs> so pop fun. Right? This is like... 2001. Yeah, like this is like not by choice or like yeah. simple plan or something, but with horns. Maybe a little less polished vocals, but yeah. Hot damn, though. Catchy yeah. as fuck, though. Hell yeah. Stupid how catchy that I would have been is. listening to that shit at that time for sure. Oh, yeah. Lightyear's the, the realist. Yeah. <laughs> they're great. Contemporaries with uh, Cap Down, they're on the same label. It's wild. Yeah. It's just like never like. Came across my radar, you know? Could have could have saw a light year cap down show, possibly. Wild. Uh so 2002. Let's go back to some of the like harder stuff. Uh this is Eggs is Eggs. Uh this band is called Farce. Yeah. Okay. Farce's in- this particular farce album is so fucking good. Uh yeah, let's listen to it because I just I could gush. It's so good. Cap down esque, I'd say, without the horns. breakdown it's so good just gotta look at what the album's called i don't know i can't remember uh boxing clever boxing clever yeah oh scratch thing scratching yeah i'm an unapologetic scratch thing lover yeah do it why not anyway very fun. They yeah, were a, they were a moon ska band too. Uh, yeah, the moon ska Europe man. They were fucking killing it on the ska front. Yeah, they're sweet bands. Um, what do we got next? Here we go. So that was farce. Uh, okay, this is a this is a legendary band. This is the Filaments. They're like a full blown crusty street punk type of an outfit. Okay. Um. And their first album was called Skulls and Trombones, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're—I think they're still doing it. But this is a uh, this is a song called BPC, and once you've heard this, you get it. And if you like this, just listen to the rest of their shit because it's really, really good. Again, trace it back to Citizen Fish, right? Yeah. I feel like this has got like kind of a Mad Caddies kind of vibe. A little bit. A little bit more pissed off. Yeah. Mad Caddies didn't seem pissed. No, but like in their piratey more era, you know? 
big pickle company? Yeah. Sweet. They fucking hate the big pickle company. <laughs> They're pronouncing oi really weird. <laughs> they pronounced oi weird? Yeah. Yeah. They pronounced it hey. Yeah, weird. <laughs> uh... I like it. It's good. Yeah, it's very it's good. good. <laughs> yeah. Shit's so far up we my alley. You get me dancing. Um, all right. So next up we have the JP Conspiracy. Have you heard of this band before, Joey? Uh, I've heard of them, yes. They're still around and yep. they're still kicking it. Yep. Uh, they keep killing it on the daily, but they get go back as far as this song is from 2007. Whoa. This is Be Aware, JP Conspiracy. James Bond? Conspiracy? The James Bond conspiracy. Oh, hell yeah. This is really good. Right? A beat, man. Yep. This is this this record was a big one for me again. 2007, I would have been in college. Yep. Fucking all in on this. The album is called This Machine. This Machine. This Machine? This Machine. In This Machine? In This Machine? I do appreciate that their accents are on full display. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, sound like where you're from. You know what I mean? That's very good. Also stupid, catchy. So good. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, their most recent record is Beginnings, when it was only two years ago. 2000, or three years ago, I guess now. 2021. So yeah, JB Conspiracy is still going. Sick. Fucking awesome. And then let's close up this before we take a break. Uh... We were talking to a uh, gentleman earlier today. His name is Andy B, who will be on a future episode. This is his band that he was talking about, the first one that he toured 300 days a year with that you may have seen opening for some of the the ska punk greats from the from the US would come over and bring them along like your real big fishes and your less than Jake's of the world. And I'd say this band stands out for being way more in that vein of ska than the other ones are on this list, but right. gives you an idea. This is Fandangle. The, uh, the song is Cheap Escape. Fandangle. I really like this album when it came out. Big fan. Well, the claps. Oh yeah, definitely more of that vein for yeah. sure. Harmony is sweet. Yeah. But if I went to a Less Than Jake show and they were opening, I would have fucking been like, yeah, this is great. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Pogo. A pogo moment. Got him. 2008. 2008. Hell yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think it's still good. That's very fun. He he seemed a little like nonplussed about it when we talked about it, but I was like, hey man, that was shit was great when I was growing up. I get it though. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, all right. I think that's a good time for us to take a break. And when we get back, let's finish the UK Ska Primer. Yeah. Pew, pew. This episode of Checkered Past is brought to you by Blendjet. Slynn, you like to make smoothies? 
I make smoothies every single morning. Tell me about your smoothie journey. Well, I it's my only way I can get vegetables in my body because I like yummy brown golden fried delicious things. So I often call it my scurvy juice to prevent scurvy. What do you put in your smoothies every morning? Um, well, I am a little spinach bitch and a banana. Uh, pro tip, bananas make every smoothie taste good. Okay, banana, chocolate oat milk, and some like legit peanut butter, a little bit of spinach. You're laughing and that tastes like a delicious treat. Well, I just got a blend jet. What? And I've actually been able to make my smoothies fresher because I'll put the ingredients in and take it with me to work because it's portable. And I'll make my smoothie like right, right, right before I drink it. You hit the nail on the head because BlendJet 2 by BlendJet is portable. So you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. BlendJet 2 is whisper quiet. So you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15 blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. We got a couple BlendJet 2s. I got mine with like the black marble. It's like a fancy like it's very, faux marble Yeah, thing. it's it's got like kind of some doodly energy to it, yeah, I guess. a little mask. Uh, it's a little mask. I'm not a, always masked. I have mask. a leopard print I got, one. I do some fems. Leopard print? Talk to me about your leopard print. It's pretty fucking fun. There was another leopard print there was that we, another were, one. we were spying. I, but like it was rainbow leopard. It was Lisa fucking Frank. Lisa fucking Frank, Lisa y'all. Frank. There's all kinds of crazy ass colors. That's one of the best things about BlendJet too. So here's what you need to do. Go to BlendJet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the Promer code. The Promer code. Use that Promer code CHECKERED12 to Checkered get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2 portable blender. Go to BlendJet.com and use the code CHECKERED12 Checkered 12. to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Get it for your scurvy juice. Lisa fucking Frank. <laughs> Welcome back to Checkered Past. Engineer Joey and Rob here talking about the UK Ska Primer. So let's keep it going. We're now in the year 2010. We're in the 10s. Whoa. Are you familiar with a band called Random Hand? I am now. <laughs> I am familiar with their latest releases. Yeah, they've had I a think new I've, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to their last two releases pretty thoroughly. Their first record, uh, so yeah, they they also don't like the government and the other things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, yeah. They don't like not ripping either. And this is where they, this is like arguably where they got their start. If, this is their like one step beyond. This is a song called Play Some Ska, <gasps> and it's about playing some ska. A minor meme these days. I feel like this has a Joey standing. I should say there are no deep cuts on the primer. It's a primer. Yeah, you go you go deeper to get your deep cuts. Yeah, totally. They just like you know love new metal. Like a lot of these like UK ska bands. Yeah, like you know they love to rap, but like a little aggro. Yeah, get away. Angry about it. They are able to better. I feel like when American bands were rapping around this time, it was not good. Yeah. But like UK bands, they were loud. Hell yeah. Their drum is so new metally. It's so new metally, right? Like, I love it in all the best ways. Like, yeah, they took all the cool parts of new metal and totally. then put some ska on top of it. Like, this shit's awesome, honestly. Yeah, their their new album. Uh, I cannot recall the title of it at the moment, but I've listened to it uh, quite a few times. It's very good. 
Uh, yeah, Random Hand is like, they're one of the OGs. Um, they're so good. Fuck yeah. Same year was a band called, the, a little bit more radio friendly. This might be the laddiest band on that we're going to talk about. They're called Imperial Leisure. And this song is called Man on the Street. Uh, so get ready for some real lad energy. <laughs> More scratches. Oh, yeah. He thought the scratches were done. No, I did not think they were done. <laughs> oh, so laddie. <laughs> they got radio play. I bet. <laughs> yeah, right? I can picture... Like, what year was this? 2010? 2010. 2010, I can picture alternate universe Joey at that age in the UK listening to this, just crushing beers with his buds before going to the bar. You gotta crush some beers when you listen to this. Yeah, for sure. And it's got the Scott. It's like, like actually Scott, too. And yeah. It's just like, but... Laddie as fuck. So laddie. This, they have a really spotty discography that's not that good after their first record. <laughs> but that first album is so fucking ridiculous. Insane catchy. Like, just, every song is just like... Just layers hooks, of jam. Just hooks. Like, how do we get the party started? Like, that's their whole thing. Like, the LMFAO of ska. Like, fucking for real. <laughs> the just, LMFAO of ska. Like, seriously. It's just a party waiting to happen. Anyway, I I don't know. I still like that song. It's yeah, that, good, that's man. a fun song. It's so fun. All right, let's take it back a step from the laddie energy and mm. let's make it a little bit more traddy. Traddy energy. Yeah, we're getting some traddy energy. This is the Newtown Kings, 2011. The song's called Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Very cruddy. Yeah. This is Fedora Scott. This is Fedora Scott. For sure. Yeah. This is also, like, effortlessly cool vibes. For sure as well. This is a cool band. Oh, and it's not even the chorus. Oh, shit. You got that circular breathing there? Yep. You're not afraid to get tratty with it, right? Yeah, it's great. And Newtown Kings sound basically like this. So if you want something that's like England's answer to the Slackers, that's pretty much what you get here. Soulful. Mm -hmm. Crazy horns. Yeah. Not every... Solos. I feel like they're a band that like live probably just... Honk solos. Solos and solos. Yeah, just solo after solo after solo. Now this is, okay. Now we're on to a big one. Uh, so arguably, some people will say not ska. I say yes, ska uh, for sure with this band. Okay. Uh, this is the one and only Skints, who have oh. been brought up multiple, multiple times mm-hmm, on the podcast, mm-hmm. and I, we've never played the Skints. Probably because we're due for an actual episode about them, but it's can, constantly uh, a conversation about whether they're ska or not. Right. I think they are. This song is Ratatat from. Uh, uh, what's the album called? Uh, postage something. I can't remember what it's called. I'll look it up. But anyway, the skins fucking rule. Uh, this is the Ratatat. Let's listen. Oh yeah, I've heard this song. This is a great song. Oh yeah, this song's yeah. fucking killer. Uh, part and parcel. Part and parcel is the album. 2012. Yeah, the skins are fucking all of their albums. Great. Also, fucking cool as shit. It's like effortlessly, effortlessly cool. cool. Yeah. 
I believe there's like a dub version of this song somewhere, and it's wild. They've been on Easy Star Records before. They were on uh, the same label of Song Boom 6. Who says no ska, not ska? Who says that? I say it's technically reggae, but I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's pretty fast for reggae. Right. I mean, I intentionally picked a song that yeah. was the argument, yeah. but... And it's edgy. Like, they're so fucking edgy, you know what I mean? Yes. That's what makes the skins fucking cool. In it? In it? In it? That's like punk reggae. That's like, you know, this is... They're the real uh, clash of the future, you know what I mean? Like, who did you see go by? Was it a dog? Betty, yeah. She's just sneaking around over there. Oh, there's a sneaky dog. Hang on, she's doing. All right. Next up, we got a band that uh, did get some radio play, and Neville Staples tried to, like, uh, pump them up with a couple tracks. Um, I have no idea where the fuck they are. This, I, like, I looked it up, and then I remember this song coming out in 2014 is the year, so 10 years ago. And it was, like, a big deal. And I looked, and the YouTube video still has millions of views on it. Like, at some point, this band was, like... disappeared? They just disappeared. So, I don't know. I hope it's not because somebody canceled or whatever, and I just don't know about <laughs> it. I tried Googling, and I couldn't figure anything out. But wow. uh, this band's called The Talks, and at one point, they were, like, supposed to be the future of Ska, and it never really panned out for them that way. So, here we go. The song's called Don't Look Behind You. <laughs> Fabric Lab. Yeah. More Fabric Lab. Whoa. It wasn't just one time, Joey. Wow. They needed to do it at least twice. Very Neo Two Tone. Oh, there goes the sneaker. Yeah, Neo Two Tone is definitely the way to put it, for sure. Yeah, because when it before he started singing, I was like, this is kind of like cat bite, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's really good. Ten years too early. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 2014, what a terrible time to be a ska band like this. Like a yeah. pop. Yeah. Yeah. But even... Yeah, anyway. Wow. Wow. That was fun. Yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a band. This is what... Okay, now we're on to one of my absolute dropped favorites. dropped off the earth, that band. Yeah, hey? I know. That's wild. The talks. Crazy. They don't exist no more. This is a band called Faintest Idea. Do you know Faintest Idea? I've heard Faintest Idea. Yep. Faintest Idea started as a street punk band with horns. That first record is so good. Um, and I know they don't play anything off of it really anymore because they did the opposite that most ska bands do where they started as a punk band and went ska later. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that first one that's like not very ska at all and has like two ska songs on it uh, is really, really good. All of their album titles ha- are just incredible. Uh, so, like, uh, The Voice of Treason, uh, Increasing the Minimum Rage. So good. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Those are such great names for albums. Um, but uh, So they started much earlier than this, than when I'm playing this, but um, this album was really, really big for me when I was listening to it. So it's 2016. Uh, and the song is called Down Pressure. That bass tone. I know, right? Isn't it Hot great? damn. I set myself up for the trial, I ain't gonna win. Such happy sounding dude. The voice of treason. It also has a crazy name. Yeah. 
This rips. It's great. Got a big sax solo. Oh, yeah. have it. Their first record's called Put Your Mouth Where Your Money Is. Hell Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so good. Love a good wordplay. Yeah, fucking that famous sucks. idea. That's yeah, great. If they fuck like crazy. To Fox quote like Rob, yep. To quote Rob, I uh, fucking love faintest idea. If if you don't take anything away from this uh, episode, it's that faintest idea fucking rule, and you should go listen to every record. They're all good. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is another band from 2017. This is we're gonna get skinheady now. Mm. This is a band called Death of Guitar Pop, which Death is a, of guitar pop. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a like mouthful. a fucking <laughs> too many words in that name. Yeah, I but. Know. Uh, <laughs> This is a song called Suburban Ska Club, and this is what they sound like. Neville Staple oh. guesting on there. It's pretty ska. Yeah. It's pretty ska. It's very boss. They're very, very skinhead. And they're both, they're, there's two of them. It's a two, two-person operation. And they're, they're quite bald. <laughs> <laughs> White balls. I like Death of Guitar Pop. You get what you come for with this. Yeah. Muffy It's pretty fun. This is like if the aggro lights like wanted to be poppy. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. totally. Negrally, just sort of didn't want to be like dirty. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is a little more of a party. It's got a little yeah. more UK cheekiness to it. It's got a little bit of lad energy. Yeah, yeah, they got some lad energy. No imperial leisure, but still laddie. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Yeah, they're good. Usually, they're I'm fine. not. I'm not usually into the skinhead version of the thing, but they they do fun. quite well. It's like surprisingly, like they're they 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 get at it, they get the streams, they get the hits. It's like, yeah, they they actually do quite well for themselves. So, cool. death of guitar pop, just what a death name. Death of guitar pop. And we're gonna close this up with uh, a band that's got some new material coming out. And honestly, the new single fucking is so good. But I don't want to play the new single because that's a little too on the nose. Instead, we're gonna be 2020. This is the end of our era, which is 98 to 2020 approximately. Mm-hmm. This band's called Call Me Malcolm. Are you familiar with Call Me Malcolm? Uh, a little bit. They're on Bad Time now. They are. Yeah. Uh, they, they are going to be playing in the States, I believe. They, they caused a lot of waves when they, uh, in the, this last record, this was like uh, a, a ska record of the year in 2020 when this came out. And this song is called I Bet There Is Sleep in New York. Uh, I think this has some uh, real Joey energy, so give it a listen. Real Joey energy, eh? I like that. I like a little slow part and then back into the fast part. I think you'll love the harmonies. Yeah. This is going to nail it for you. Yeah, like <laughs> it's a real, real singer. Yeah. 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 Sick. Yeah, they're fucking good. Yeah, that rips. They got a little. There's a little bit of emo, a little mm-hmm. bit of pop punk. Yep. 
But it's like, yeah, it's just like really well written music. Like as opposed to everything else here, that's just like fucking like go for it ska. This is like a little bit more like heady, I guess. Is maybe the best way to put it. Yeah, it feels like they're pulling from a lot of different influences, but they all uh, it sounds really cohesive when they play it. And this is all, and again, we all cycle back to where this all kind of started from. So you got your dubby King Prawn stuff. Uh, you got your ska punk, ska core of Cap Down. You got your laddie energy from Sponge. And all that kind of shifted forward into all this stuff. Oh, along with Two-Tone. Well, let's not discount Two-Tone. Totally. It had a big influence on a lot of these bands. But uh, that, that's, that is about the vibe of uh, UK ska. So what do, you, what do you think, Joey, after listening to those 16 tracks that we just went through? I like it. Um, I need to... Well, I just, I find that I don't have a whole lot of time to listen to a bunch of new music recently or right. like lately. Um, but often when Craig <laughs> tells me to listen to things, I listen to it and enjoy it. So I just need to do that more often. I feel I, like. I think when I think of like the bands, Call Me Malcolm, Faintest Idea, um, Random Hand, JB Conspiracy, and then maybe Lightyear jump out as the bands that probably would like hit you the hardest like that you'd really enjoy yeah i mean like yeah the, the those latest random hand oh of course the, the, the ep yeah. their, their last ep and their last record i think it is or the last two things that i've like i've listened to both of them quite a bit and it fucking rips they're so good yeah up my alley indeed so i have some honorable mentions so the one thing i should say is i sent that list out well uh, an early version of this list to craig for him to uh look through comments curate sense a little bit curate it a little bit mm-hmm. he proceeded to send me a bunch of shit like yeah, yeah. Right. I, um, that was a yeah. lot of stuff in the yeah. group chat for sure and uh i wasn't able to put all of it on i think i only was able to add a couple if i'm going to be completely honest cuz i had to think back and say like i can't put all of this i have to pick the ones that I think will deliver the message of UK Scob uh, the best. But I want to give the honorable mentions. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you want something fucking heavy as shit, beat the red light. They're super fucking heavy. Yep. Uh, if you want more Andy B, uh, his bands again are Andy B in the world where he had 170 guest musicians, Uh, new riot, upbeat all stars. Those are his other bands Uh, available on SPI. Upbeat all stars. Yes. On SPI. It's fucking really good. Uh, if you want something a little bit more uh, laddie and two-tony, cartoon violence, there's a band called King Punch, Campaign, Five Knuckle, Jesse James. Oh, Five Knuckle's pretty ripping. Five, five Knuckle's fucking really good. Yeah. Uh, Solo Beat Alliance. Uh, there's a indie band called The Ordinary Boys uh, that were like a big mainstream band in the UK that has a bunch of ska on their albums, if you want to go and listen to it, including a cover of Little Bitch. They were featured That's on cool. the IT crowd at one point, Ooh. and Matt Barry goes, "The Ordinary Boys," and it's incredible. And every time I see their name, that's all I think of. <laughs> go, the Ordinary Boys, um, Zen Baseball Bat, which is the fucking best name for a band ever. It's pretty good. Uh, I really wanted to include them on the list, but <laughs> then realized that I think I might be the only person that remembers them and likes them. <laughs> but fuck Zen Baseball Bat rule. You should listen to them. Uh, Mouthwash. Uh, which had the song that was like, uh, oh my fucking God, I can't remember. They had a really big song that was on one of the Tony Hawks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they're really, really good. Howard's Alias is legendary. Um, Standout Riot, if you want something a little bit more like, um, what, I think they they build themselves as like gypsy punk adjacent. Okay. So it's a little bit more in that vein. Yeah. And then the Adequate Seven, who aren't technically a ska band, but have a lot of horns. Uh, and are just kind of a weird, fun band that have a bunch of horns, and they were in that uh, scene at the time. I like so. a band that's just got a bunch of horns for fun. That's fun. And so that does it. That's the episode. Cool. I feel like I have a stronger grasp on what they were good doing over there when I wasn't paying attention. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so the lesson here is go back and go through and listen more of these bands. UK Scott fucking rules. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Checkered Past. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Checkered Past Pod or send us an email at checkeredpasspod at gmail.com. Support the podcast. You can sign up for the Checkerhead Patreon to get the episodes uncut in both audio or video format at www.patreon.com slash checkeredpast. Or you can buy some merch at checkeredpast.ca. Joey, what do you want to say about the merch? Yum, yum, more ska, buy it. What's hoodies. It? We got hoodies. We got pullover hoodies. We got zip-em-up hoodies. 
Zip em up. Everyone calls it that, right? That's right. And we we got Zip tees. Em ups. And we got tees. Colored colored tees. We got colored tees. They look really good in, a, in a, like a green. It's a black and white kind of Monty Python. That's sort of like British Monty Python. Yeah, mouth, that's sort of British. <laughs> mouth opening thing. Rob eating yum yum morska. It's it's very fun. I like it. So buy it, please. This episode is edited and engineered by El Hoey over here, Engineer Joey. And our trombonist theme was provided by Keelan. And next week we have round one, part one of Madness March. It begins. It begins. So get your predictions in. You get have one more week on to, at challenge.com slash Madness March 2024. And until next time, I'm Rob. And I'm Joey. And in the immortal words of Random Hand, when you see me, you treat me like a piece of meat, like a DVD, because I'm a VCR. VCR. <laughs>